Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time and attention and care. Today, I would like to address healthy differentiation and what comes after all this work you've done to move out of codependence. So I'm not going to dive into what codependency is and the details there. There's an immense amount of literature on that, for which I'm very grateful. Um, And there's groups like Al-Anon to help with that. And so I want to dive into something very specific about responsibility for others' reactivity or responsibility for your impact on others. This is a really important question to ask. And of course, when you're beginning or in the middle of working through codependency, you might be setting some pretty coarse boundaries there. Um, you're just trying to, to interrupt these habits of taking responsibility for other people's emotions and behaviors and decisions. And so that kind of coarse boundary setting often takes the form of withdrawing, leaving relationships, angry outbursts, um, or kind of pretend equanimity, like, I'm not affected, I'm not affected, that's your stuff, that's your stuff, right? And you're smiling, I'm not affected. (laughs) That's fine, all of this is part of the process, right? Sometimes we, you might even move into kind of a numbness or apathy in the face of others' pain. And all these are, are often attempts to avoid shame and guilt that captured you in the past, that took you hostage, that you couldn't be happy unless your mom was happy, or for instance, right? Or if someone was suffering, it was your fault. So as you move out of that codependency, there's a stage of learning that you can trust yourself not to be captured by shame and guilt. And when that confidence starts to move in and you realize like, oh, I'm telling this person no, they feel disappointed that I'm not going to go with them to this event they invited me to, and I'm okay with them being disappointed. Ah, oh, that's new. I'm not feeling tension. I'm confident about my decision. I'm confident that I'm discerning well for myself and I'm not being selfish, right? Moving out of all that negative self-talk. When you start to notice that, then you're moving into establishing a more stable sense of healthy differentiation. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. 
and I want to name three specific signs that you're stabilizing in healthy differentiation. Self-empathy, care and generosity for the heart of another, and curiosity. So once you're gaining this trust, like, ah, I'm not going to lose myself in over-responsibility for others' emotions, decisions, behaviors. You're trusting in your self-connection. You're trusting in self-care. You're knowing that even if you did or said something that triggered another's reactivity, that you can still care for yourself and stay self-connected. So the energy that you were previously using to manage yourself, to hold yourself, hold on to yourself in the face of potential shame or guilt or defensiveness, now is freed up to do these three things. First, self-empathy. Ah. With self-empathy, you can admit, you have the space to admit, you are affected by another's reactivity. There is no way around that. We're interconnected and we're affected by each other all the time, whether it's directed at you or not. It's in the energy field and it has an impact. So I don't really believe people when they say, oh, I'm not affected at all. They might not be aware of the effect, but we're, of course, we're affected because we're living on this planet of interconnection, right? So there's an energetic impact. You might stay calm and compassionate on the inside, but there's still an energy moving through your system. And so you have the capacity to recognize, oh, whoa, that energy just hit me. Your reactivity just hit me, kind of like a strong wind. And you can take a moment to be with that and to notice the impact. And when you're not self-protecting, then as you say or do something that triggers someone else, you might naturally feel sad or disappointed. Ah, wishing for your good intention to be seen. Wishing for what you do to land as an expression of you as not a comment on them. Right? Just wanting to be celebrated or seen for who you are. Or maybe you feel some impatience, wishing for shared understanding, wishing for trust that you care for them rather than an interpretation that you're trying to attack or belittle or whatever it is. So that self-empathy is one sign that healthy differentiation is more stable, that you can notice and be with, compassionately be with, the impact of someone else's reactivity. Or just their decisions that you don't agree with, whatever it might be. Number two is care and generosity of heart for the other person. So this, I think, maybe is even a more fine-tuned sense of differentiation. Because when you say or do something and someone reacts like, oh, what you said really hurt me. It was devastating to hear, right? 
and you can just be in your caring for their heart, that means that you're not taking on their reaction. So you don't have to defend against them. And you have all this space for, ah, something I said landed for you in a way that you you heard as an attack or a belittling of you or an exclusion. Wow, I can imagine that was really painful. You can just be with that and you can empathize either silently or aloud. You have that compassion for their experience. Okay. And you can do all that without taking responsibility for fixing. I think that's the key piece. That if you can you care about them and you don't feel this impulse to explain yourself or to get them out of that suffering they're in, that's a good sign that you are solidly anchored in your differentiation. Okay, one more. Curiosity. Curiosity is one of my favorite signs of expansive perspective and groundedness. Curiosity is so natural when we're grounded. And when we're really in that differentiation and someone reacts to something we say, we can get curious. Oh, what just happened for you there? What did you hear and what I said? Right? You can ask them about their inner world. You can care about their tender needs. You can learn about how do, how do they function, what's tender for them, what's easy for them to hear, what's difficult for them to hear. And you can adjust accordingly without the energy of over-responsibility, of walking on eggshells, of if only I do the right thing, then you won't react, right? All that stuff is the codependency stuff. In the differentiation world, you learn about someone so that you can choose consciously, if you want to, sometimes I say from the autonomous generosity of your heart, to say something in a different way because you understand that they will hear it more easily. Not because you're managing their reactivity. Because you care about them and you, you want them to connect with you easily. You want to facilitate connection. And you have the energy to do that little extra effort to help them hear you. Without a cost to your own authenticity. Something that I heard recently with a student was, well, you want me to be someone I'm not, as she was talking with someone else. That's that identity piece, right? If you identify with your habits of speech and how stressed out you get about something and, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I have so much to do, this is who I am. Don't ask me to be someone I'm not. Oopa. That's a lot of suffering. Your identity is hmm, indescribably beautiful, indescribably beautiful, and can never be limited to how stressed out you get or your habits of perceiving things in a certain way or 
your habits of speech or the way you say things. Your identity is much bigger than that. So that word authenticity is a big one. We don't always know exactly what's authentic and what's habitual. That's a, for me, that's a constant question. So you're checking in, right? That's part of healthy differentiation. You're checking in, hopefully, with your heart and with your gut. And as you offer something, you're noticing, does it have a sense of flow to shift how I'm saying something, doing something in order to connect with you? Or is it the sense of contriving, molding myself into something that works for you, that's effortful and maybe a little fearful, maybe a little resentful? Ah, then if it's that, then maybe now's not the time to communicate with that person. Maybe come back later when you have more resources. The second thing I want to name about curiosity is that you also have the capacity to be curious about what you said or did that triggered the other person and check in. Ah, was I a little reactive in that moment? At first glance, I'm not aware of something going on for me, and yet I'm willing to check in again. I'm willing to notice. Is there something else that could have been on going on for me that if I had been more aware of, I would have said more, I would have spoken more clearly, with more self-responsibility, right? And you can do that, you can do that self-investigation, bring that curiosity to yourself without shaming yourself, without thinking, Oh, I did it wrong because I should have been aware of this deeper layer in me. No, that you're just noticing with curiosity and like, oh, in that moment I wasn't aware of this deeper layer. Hmm, and now I am. So can we do this again? Can I can I try to express again now that I'm more self-aware? I can be more self-responsible with my words. Okay, let me just give you the summary and then we'll close for this one. So this podcast was about what happens after you've done a big bulk of work around codependency and you find yourself kind of, oof, out of the woods there a bit. And now you're in this stage of stabilizing differentiation. Three signs or three ways to perceive that stabilization is to look at self-empathy. Number one, that you have the capacity of self-empathy right at hand. You have the spaciousness to notice your own experience, have compassion for the impact on you in any given moment. To admit impact as well. Number two, care and generosity of heart for the other person. You can care about the pain they're in from something you've done without tripping into shame or guilt. You can just be sitting there and you're caring without trying to fix or resolve. Care and generosity of heart. And number three, curiosity. Curiosity about the other person's experience, 
and curiosity about what might have been going on in you or what is going on in you as you're with them. Thank you for being here. I so hope that was helpful. Radiating love from my heart to yours.